0: This is Bookmarked and Busy, part of the Geeky Waffle Network. Welcome to Bookmarked and Busy, a podcast where I, a fanfic reader, talk to fanfic writers and sometimes readers about literally anything we want to talk about with fanfiction. Anything goes here. Um, So I assume that if you're listening, just like I say every week, that means you're very interested in listening in on what we talk about especially if you know who's the guest then maybe you're more curious about what they write and and all that jazz so uh just before we start just remember it's 18 plus so take that how you will and check the show notes for any content and trigger warnings my name's Ren. i'm your host uh and this week i am thankful for uh the ginger rose community for providing me with more fanfics to read Mm. (laughs) because i normally read relo and so i'm loving branching out into other um star wars ships such as that and this week i am here with M from pink milk uh and i'm gonna have uh her introduce herself and tell you guys more about her
1: (laughs) hi everybody uh, my name is M. I'm also known as Fred. Um, I am a queer Star Wars content creator on YouTube and in your podcatchers at the Pink Milk After Dark podcast and live stream you can catch us every friday at 9 30 p.m eastern time um our youtube channel is pink milk podcast and you can find the captain of our ship uh runs the pink milk twitter account which you can find at serving pink milk awesome
0: well welcome i'm so excited to have you on um you are i think the first person on That I have not read any work from. So this is going to be a really cool conversation. Uh, for me <laughs> and to kind of get to know like more about you and what you write and what ones I should read from you. Um... <laughs> <Uh-oh>.
1: <laughs> I'm Not a troublemaker uh-oh. everyone will tell you.
0: <laughs> Not uh-oh I love finding <laughs> new stuff I love it um so yeah let's let's just dive on in here um mm. and start with with what I like to call the summary so it is broken up how um, AO3 is broken up. Where we go start the summary, we're going to get to know more about you and what you write. So how did did you get into fan fiction? Let's kind of start there.
1: So, well, I've been a writer my whole life. Um, I've written all sorts of things. Uh, I was published in a Canadian literary magazine, some of my poetry. And then uh, I met the editor at a party and she asked me if I would... Um, interview Oscar Peterson, the jazz legend, uh, because they, one of the magazine sponsors was Yamaha and they were offering the opportunity to interview him at his home in Mississauga, Ontario. So I got to do that when I was like 17 years old. So I've kind of been writing and just doing little drips and drabs here and there. I originally started, <laughs> this is so embarrassing. Uh, I started writing RPF um, Which so embarrassing? (laughs) I I, for a while I actually I I would write erotic stories about Madonna, which happened basically on a dare because she went on tour and one of her dancers was really hot and everybody on the message boards. If you're old like me and you remember message boards back in 2006, (laughs) um, we were all like lusting after one of her dancers, and so. Um, we kind of started writing like little fictional scenarios about him in this message board thread until it got shut down because it got too dirty and the mods were scared. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, like I felt inspired. So I opened up a Word document and, um, yeah, I wrote RPF um, under the name White Rose Red for years, like from about... 2006 until 2010, and then I kind of dropped it for a while. I got married and I traveled, and you know, I was busy and you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I kind of dropped it for a little bit, and then I got sucked back into fan fiction after The Rise of Skywalker, like many others. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm finding. I'm (laughs) finding that it was either, um. The Last Jedi or the Rise of Skywalker that got a lot a lot of people into to writing the fanfic. And then like with the pandemic and everything, too, people yes. are just like, I've got nothing else. Like, I could just do this. Um <laughs> yeah. so with that, do do you let's okay. So I pull up your AO3 account. I saw that you have two. So I know that am I is it safe to assume that one obviously is your more team fix and then you have your other one that's like your explicit
1: <laughs> yeah well okay, okay so under white rose red i have my poetry like i have poems star wars oh, poems, okay and i have some original fairy tales that i wrote i spent like a week um every day i would write like a fairy tale and i would try and do it in sort of like 10 15 20 tweets and um people like them. So I gathered them, like I collected them all and I put them in a collection under White Rose Red um on my AO3 account. Cause it could it could have used more content. Like I only got gotcha. like a handful of like seven poems there and like nothing else. Okay. So yes, yeah, so Red Rose White is where I put all of my spicy stuff. Yes.
0: Yes. Awesome. <laughs> all right. Um and do you predominantly write Raylo or do you have yes. other ships? Okay. So, Raylo writer.
1: I do write Raylo, but I am not a devoted Raylo writer. So I will write uh, like the characters with other pairings and stuff like that. Yes.
0: So, what are the other pairings that you write?
1: Oh, like um. So uh, I am. I do have a fic on the go right now. It's a whip that does have Dark Pilot in it. Okay. I've posted the first chapter, and people have really gone like crazy, but the thing is it's not the it's not the primary relationship it's more just like there's sex for plot reasons really? <laughs> but like most of the romance that i write is Raylo,
0: so okay. it's okay. like
1: it's it's kind of complicated because like i will i will write fix where they have other sexual partners okay. but they're the primary relationship
0: that makes sense. I've I've definitely read a couple fics like that too. Um what is what's Dark Pilot? Cuz I've not heard of that.
1: Dark Pilot is Poe and and Kylo. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I
0: honestly like that's such a um I've read so many fics where they're either like besties or like rival step-siblings or <laughs> like, you know, enemies in some way shape or form that I've never even thought to have them be like sexual partners because like I haven't read any fics or they're written that way so you
1: know what happened to me was originally like it didn't cross my mind either for the longest time and then one day I was just kind of like clicking around Pinterest Mm -hmm. like through all the fan art that's up on Pinterest Mm -hmm. and I saw this image of Kylo kissing Poe in the interrogation chair and I was like oh This has ignited something to me. <laughs> That'll do it. Well, yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense because
0: people do the same thing about the interrogation with Ray. So, like, why not? Yeah, no, that's, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. It's
1: true. He did go there first. So, he did. Yeah. <laughs> I'll
0: have to, I'll have to read that when you post it then. Cause, well, that's... the
1: first chapter is up. It's called, oh, okay. It's called Gotta Find That Peace. All right. And... I'll have to pull it up. <laughs> yes so and i get very strong reactions to that scene so okay to it then <laughs> please enjoy it. um
0: so what so then what about um the rise of skywalker then got you into writing Raylo fan fiction what were you unsatisfied with the ending like most people were or <laughs> <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> i know i because i mean i definitely was but uh I Yeah, but my Reylo reading came in with The Last Jedi, so Mm -hmm. I I didn't have any...
1: um, You know what's funny? I actually, I told this story last week during a show that I got in trouble for. We're not Uh going to talk about that, but it's okay. (laughs) Um... It's just that, like, so Pink Milk is very famous for being very positive about Star Wars and for kind of rejecting a lot of sort of the toxicity and gatekeeping. Yeah. And we have been go- doing one-by-ones where we go through each movie. Like, we we have almost 200 episodes. We There's a lot of content. And we've sort of very slowly... and. In a meandering way, one by one, done the films from the mm-hmm. prequels, like all the way through the original trilogy. So we decided that it was finally time to start like a year and a half after we started the show to finally start talking about the sequel trilogy as a one-by-one, like not general topics because we also do that. Like that's why it's taken us so long to get to everything because we, we talk about general like star Wars creatures or costumes or, you know, like the the way childhood is talked about in star Wars or, Mm -hmm. you know, the nature of the force and spirituality and those kinds of things. Um, So, you know, we finally did our sequel trilogy one by ones. And of course, we had to talk about Rise of Skywalker and a lot of people who were really used to finding positivity on our show were very disturbed by the fact that we didn't have a lot of nice things to say about Tross. Which (laughs) is fair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, I think what when I was talking with my co-hosts and we were trying to kind of analyze over you know what the issue we thought was was we realized that a lot of people thought that felt like our brand was authentic was positivity. But we feel like our brand is authenticity. It's like Mm -hmm. we are very open about everything and we um, we share a lot like about our inner lives and about our personal lives on the show a lot more than a lot of people do. And I think I think we're very positive in the sense that we don't gatekeep. Mm-hmm. and like we do welcome like other people's points of view and we you know we're always we have a live chat and we are always pulling up people's comments and interacting and you know if people bring up a good point that argues with us we'll engage with it and we'll you know we'll we'll be receptive And, and, and engaged with that and, and like engage with like intelligent criticism, but it doesn't mean that we're going to be like relentlessly positive. We're going to like paint on a happy face and be happy about things that we're not actually happy about. Right. And I really admire that. (laughs) (laughs) But like, the thing is like, I think people kind of came expecting us to do that, to kind of like soften how disappointed we were in rise of skywalker in the name of like positivity but for us like that wasn't it you know yeah and we did have things to apologize for i especially made a big mistake during the show um and i i caused harm and uh we've apologized for that and we have edited the episode and we've put a note that it's been edited for sensitivity reasons Mm
0: -hmm. just
1: because like it's not that we're trying to cover anything up. And like, if anybody comes to me on Twitter and is like, hey, like, what happened? I will be honest about what happened and take responsibility. We just didn't want the harm to continue. Right. Cause it's like, okay, it happened and it's important to address it, but then we have to be able to move on because the internet is forever. And right. so, like, we didn't want someone who might have been hurt by things that I said very thought from a thoughtless place to come to it like 3 years from now and hear it and be hurt by it again because mm-hmm. that, that that just like continues the the hurt, you know. Yeah. So so we we did edit it but we put up a note to say like you know, this has been edited for these reasons, so mm-hmm. that we can be still be accountable and it's not like we're trying to like cover anything up. Yeah, no,
0: I that's I totally understand. And that's how I operate as a as a person as well. And like a small business owner. And I try to, I try to maintain like, as as positive of a space as I can be. But like, I also have thoughts and feelings about things that I'm also going to vocalize because it's like, (laughs) you know, I'm, (laughs) I'm not here to like sugarcoat. Star Wars, um for like anyone, let's just pinpoint Star Wars in yeah, particular. Exactly. But <laughs> yes. Um and so you know that's uh part of why i sort of removed myself from that from that fandom on my personal account like it's gone now and i know i've talked about it in my previous episodes but i no longer have that account (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) just because toxic star wars did make its way to me personally and i was like i'm just gonna remove myself from that because i don't need it but um and with the podcast i always try to tell people like this is a celebration of of something that you guys do and it's just a space to talk positively about it and I try not to uh, steer the conversation and talking bad about other authors or like other ships or other kinks or anything like that because that's just not what I want this space to be about Mm -hmm. uh so I will also edit out things like that if it does come (laughs) up (laughs) it does it hasn't it hasn't yet but I I will also do that but um I I do find that uh the rise of skywalker did leave such a such a unfulfilling uh i'll just say that unfulfilling feeling (laughs) in people that they had to kind of fill in the gaps with fan fiction and that's okay like yeah you don't you don't have to read it if that's not something that you like if you absolutely love the movie um you don't have to read those fix it fix and all that stuff but i do understand that that movie sparked a lot of like okay i i kind of (laughs) want to change the narrative a little bit
1: (laughs) well and you know and that's what led me back to ao3 was because like i hadn't visited ao3 in a very 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 long time and i hadn't even like thought of it it hadn't been at the forefront of my mind but like as soon as i left the rise of skywalker i was like googling for Mm -hmm. (laughs) fix-its and that's you know that was where i found them obviously so then i created my own account and then it was like two o'clock in the morning, like a few weeks later and I couldn't sleep. I get bouts of insomnia sometimes, especially as I've gotten older and um, yeah. So on my, I opened up my notes app and I wrote a poem and I put it up on AO3 and that's what started my whole journey. And like a whole bunch of things have come from that. Like I met my best friend in fandom Denzer and yeah, like it's just been a gift. <laughs> that's really cool. Um t-
0: I had a question literally and now it's gone. Um oh, sorry. <laughs> What was I going to ask? Um, so when you when you started writing were you also writing to f- to have fix it fix essentially or what, like what was your motivation I guess? So like you left the rise of Skywalker and then what motivated you to like write something?
1: <laughs> I just kind of Okay, well, for the poem, like, I don't know where it came from. It just came from inside of me, and I just wanted to, I just wanted to write, because I I just kept thinking about Ben, and I was like, okay, so, like, what's Ben doing? Like, where is he? Like, what is he up to? And so I wrote a poem about him watching Rayon Tatooine, and how, what his feelings were about it. And, um... Yeah, so that's what motivated that. And then okay. Denzer found the poem and she loved it so much. And she started engaging with it in the comments. And you know, we got to know each other. And I started reading some of what she was writing. And then I th- I feel like the first full fic I ever wrote. It's a multi-chapter and I did I did everything wrong, like according to Raylo, like I violated so many conventions of like the (laughs) Raylo community because I didn't know (laughs) Mm -hmm. because I wasn't I wasn't huge into Raylo Twitter at that point, but I I basically wrote it like 60% to impress Denzer, really. (laughs) <laughs> i mean that's valid i just that's wanted her to think it was cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's that's completely fair um as so i'm i would consider myself like a middle point of being a Raylo fan i'm not like not a Raylo fan but i'm not like a super duper relo yeah. fan it's just i predominantly read relo fixed because that's uh, the sequel trilogy was my intro to star wars essentially so that's kind of like my familiarity yeah. um so as someone who i guess it, i i guess you would be considered the same or you're not but you're just kind of there um but you predominantly write Raylo. do you feel like i don't want to say like do you feel like <laughs> a fraud because like no i feel like if you write you're right <laughs> but like does that does that like make you uh, do you still imposter syndrome? I guess is kind of what I want to say, like mm-hmm. how to, <laughs> because like Raylo Twitter is a great place to be. I love it, um, but I do find that a lot of the Rayla writers are like <laughs> they latch on and they and, and they come from a vast majority of places with writing. But like if you're like a middle ground and you don't care either way, or like you weren't <laughs> with the movie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: How it's does that affect your writing? True. It's true. I mean, the thing is, like, I just try not to be anything that I'm not. Like, mm-hmm. it is true that there is a very, there is sort of, like, a throne, like, in Reylo fandom, mm-hmm. you know, and it's kind of, like, you have to be at a certain level to sit on the throne. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just, like, yeah, it's been a big struggle for me, like knowing that like i'm never going to be a bna for one thing like i never i didn't get in early enough like i can't brag about being like a 2015 Raylo. um i have been like a ben solo fangirl this whole time right <laughs> i can't say like i always say the same thing like with shipping Raylo, like i so i've been a star wars fan since i was five years old like i grew up with the original trilogy and I'm, I'm in i'm in my 40s and <laughs> i'm real old and <laughs> um i was always a han Leia shipper and like i loved watching that romance blossom over the original trilogy and and i and i loved watching anakin and padme fall in love with each other and make a family together and um, so when the, I heard that the sequel trilogy was going to come out, I was so excited because I wanted to see, like, where Han and Leia were with their family. And, like, and, you know, because of the Chuck Wendig books, we knew that they had a child and that it was mm-hmm. canon, that they had a son. And um, when I saw The Force Awakens, I was totally dismayed to see that their family was completely broken and that there was no happy ending for them. Mm-hmm. And so I was always really invested in seeing what was going to happen with Ben and seeing the journey that Ben was going to take to to become the person that he was always meant to be and to like blossom into the person that he had inside. And seeing him be a victim of emotional abuse was very emotional for me. Mm-hmm. And I identified with it a lot. And, you know, like, especially as someone who was like, you know, had the childhood of, like, a neurodivergent kid and was bullied a lot. And, like, it just really, really resonated with me. Mm -hmm. And – but I didn't realize how much I loved the real ship until I saw Rise of Skywalker and the kiss happened. Okay. And it was, like, magic. Like, when I saw the kiss, I'm, like, sitting by myself in a movie theater because I had actually bought two tickets and I couldn't find anyone to go with me. So I had to go by myself. And so I was sitting there and the kiss happened and I just literally squeed. Like I made like the squeaking noise. (laughs) 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 And it was just like, it just like rose up inside of me. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I love this. This is great. So. Yeah, I walked out of the theater. I didn't walk into the theater calling myself a relo, but I definitely walked out of the theater being one. Okay. So, that was sort of my journey, you know. And like um and yeah, like you said, like I mean, I love being on real Twitter, but yeah, like there's so many conventions and things that I didn't get mm-hmm. in the beginning, like until I sort of learned the rules. And like the first fic that I ever wrote is called Sweetness. And it's called Sweetness because I read the long shot, or sorry, the the last shot novel. Um, mm-hmm. and I I don't know if you've read it with like land. It's like an adventure. I that have Lando it Lando and Han go to get go on this adventure, and they're they're confronted with this fanatic who um believes that like robots are superior to humans and organics, and like basically has this cult where his followers slowly start replacing their own body parts with cybernetic parts and and he he wants all of the robots and androids to like rise up and to like overthrow their weak soft squishy human overlords and so he creates this device that sort of floats through the galaxy and travels from place to place and it it emits a signal that basically turns every robot in the vicinity into a killer robot. Interesting. <clears throat> so, like, wherever, whenever the device is close to a planet, all the beings on the, like, all of the machines on the planet, like, start, like, Im- immediately start massacring all the organic life. So Lando and Han end up in a situation where they kind of like can are in are in a position to like destroy this device. But anyway, the point is, so Lando has a girlfriend, and he calls her Masarine, which is the Twi'lek word for like my darling or my my sweetheart or my sweetness and so i got the idea for this character named serene and i when in my very first fan fiction she is kylo's first love mm. she is a sex worker she lives in a brothel on corellia and he meets her because when he becomes a knight of ren the knights you know he's like living like you know with these bros And one day they're like, okay, we're going to go to Corellia and like have a good time. So they go to this brothel and each one of, they all split up and they all go and like do their own thing with whoever they want. And Kylo chooses this girl. And he chooses her because she has a lot of uh, physical features that will not remind him of his mother. Okay. (laughs) Like she's almost (laughs) as she's, almost as tall as he is. So she's tall and she has white hair and blue eyes. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they end up having this sort of seven year relationship from the time he first joins the nice of Ren until he's 26. So he regularly visits her and he's like one of her only patrons. And at a certain point he tries to buy her from the, he tries to buy her from the brothel because he thinks he's going to marry her and take her back to Fortress Vader and that's going to be their castle. Mm. And she's going to be the princess of his castle. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and things do not work out that way (laughs) right so
0: yeah this is so interesting because i have not talked to someone that writes yeah yeah like the the main pairing with other people and so you were saying that that sort of like broke the rules is that what you're referring to or like okay uh, were people upset by that or
1: (laughs) you know people didn't express that to me because they won't I wasn't really part of the community, so I feel like people sort of saw me as, like, an outsider anyway, so it wasn't really that big of a transgression. Got it. And I did – there is romantic encounters between Ray and Kylo in the story. Mm-hmm. And, like, he appears to her in a dream, and he sort of gets this idea in his head that Ray is going to replace Serene for him. Oh, so, like, yeah. And, and, and like, I basically use the force bonds so that, like, Ray ends up accidentally seeing him having sex with Serene, like, okay. more than once. But because she's inexperienced, it makes her curious. And she mm. sort of starts exploring that curiosity. So, uh, a little while after I wrote it, um, it was actually nominated to be a hidden gem. And one of the biggest compliments I've ever gotten was that there were some of the people involved in the Raylo Hidden Gems community who normally never read any other pairings. And, like, and certainly not, like, Kylo with OCs. Yeah. And they read it and enjoyed it. So I took that as a huge compliment. Wow. And being inducted into the Hidden Gems collection, like that was when i really felt like okay like this i have something like okay i have something good to contribute to the community and i've just been writing i've just been writing raylow fiction ever since that's so neat (laughs) Um. i i'm very like it's very like my thing to subvert people's expectations like i really like like whenever I get an idea or I find something about um, or I find something about like Star Wars lore or <clears throat> even like something about the real relationship that other fanfic writers will highlight or emphasize, mm-hmm. you know, or use as like a key plot point in their own stories. My first th- thought is like, okay, like what if I turn that upside down? You know, so it's like, like even like with the Force healing, like I was like, okay, so if Force users can give life to each other, what if they use the same power to take life away? And that's what led me to write my favorite fanfic that I've ever written, which is called Benefaction. And in Benefaction, um, Ray had casual sex with some rando in the Resistance, and she's pregnant, and mm-hmm. she doesn't want to be, so she goes. To a, a neutral planet, and she asks Kylo to meet her there. And she has him take the force, the life force from the products of conception, and basically give her an abortion. Wow. And he gets to absorb the power for himself. Like it's like a trade. It's like she doesn't have to be pregnant with this deal that she doesn't want. And he gets to absorb whatever force power was in that new potential Jedi that's so cool (laughs) (laughs) thank you yeah like as you're naming naming (laughs) them
0: I'm opening them so that I can have them (laughs) in my
1: history (laughs) yeah and so yeah like I I just love writing like unexpected things things that people find surprising um I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I love comfort fix. Like, I I will read fluff and comfort fix, and I love when people write the same tropes over and over and over again. And yeah, I will I will read those to the cows come home, and like, no shade to people who write that stuff, but that will never be me. Yeah, well,
0: <laughs> you know, and that, like, <laughs> I was gonna say, I think that's that's okay, because like, like it's I find that I. If, if i were to write fan fiction i would probably write that more fluffy au stuff bec- and not write like in-universe stuff <laughs> but i i have not read a lot of in-universe stuff because i always feel like you people who write in-universe fix that are like in tandem with stories from the sequel trilogy i always get upset because i'm like why did it end that way <laughs> 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 so like i can't get too invested in, in the universe because they're oftentimes so good i just get so mad that like why couldn't we just get this so but i totally understand because like you know not wanting to read what you uh or write what you read i guess it, if that makes sense <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: yeah no. well and like, like i said i i just i like i find that it's like exercising a muscle and and also i've always been kind of like contrarian and mischievous so mm-hmm. i kind of like having this sort of little bit of mischief and being like hmm. like let's see if i can get people to read this <laughs> you know because like yeah. cause like if you like if someone came up to you and was like hey do you want to read a story about kylo red giving ray an abortion it's like what mm-hmm. right yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, and but I get a lot of compliments on it, and I love it, and I think it's beautiful. So I kind of like twisting people's heads and like giving them something unexpected, making them look at something from a perspective they might not have thought of. Yeah, you know, or like my my gangbang fic where I have Ray sort of coaches the Knights of Ren until having sex with Kylo in the throne room. Um, it was like. I loved the idea of like she goes, she sort of goes to each one of them individually and is like this little trickster and is like, like, Hey, you want to do me a favor? <laughs> <laughs> so, I yeah, absolutely kind of, like love... my mischief, my like little flavor of mischief. That I yeah.
0: <laughs> and I love um, B- uh, Ray, Ben, Kylo, Knights of Ren stories a lot because I'm just like, you guys are so smart in figuring out how to get all those body parts together. At the same <laughs> <time>. <laughs> like, uh, that's not something that I would ever figure out how to do. And you guys do it expertly. And I remember I had a conversation a couple episodes back about Braylo in particular. Mm. And we we're she was talking about how... Um, like one of the rules in writing Braille is learning, like, where, like, whose hands are going where and whose bits are touching whose bits. And I'm like, yeah. to, th- to do that with more than three people. <laughs> is I know, just right? Like genius levels of writing and a skill that I commend commend you guys on. Like, I cheated. <laughs> I had
1: Trudgeon mostly watch.
0: Okay. Okay. I mean, <laughs> Trudgeon is usually written like, like the, the, not like like the soft voyeur one anyway i think i feel like if that's the one i'm thinking of in a lot of the fix, but Mm, very um, possible
1: yeah and and quam writes him as having a humiliation kink okay
0: wait okay i think i've read some of that author's work and i saw your um (laughs) your twitter banner and i saw the name and i was like oh that sounds familiar um and I ha- meant to look them up so that I could figure out if Quantum I did. 20 <laughs> is
1: one of the best Raylo authors we have. Okay. Like she is phenomenal. Every single one of her fics is like A++. She is an absolute genius like yes if i if i could only ever read one person's fix for the rest of my life it would be quam quam 20s. oh yeah that's the
0: the, the ray knights of ren fix that i love okay yes <laughs>
1: okay <laughs> yeah and she gives them all different kinks it's great yes yes, yes.
0: wanted deadly things i yes. think i have I... a line
1: from it tattooed on me oh my
0: god really that's so cool yeah oh my god beautiful i it
1: like, was a I... gift to me
0: I, yeah every time that fic updated i would that's one of the ones that i'd be like all right gotta stop what i'm doing and go
1: <laughs> i cried my eyes out i literally cried my it's i was really actually good i was on a zoom call with my best friends because we have like a weekly meetup where we all like talk to each other because so that like COVID doesn't drive us crazy yeah and um i got the email notification on my phone that qualm had gifted it to me and i like immediately burst into tears they had to explain <laughs> to them what was happening <laughs> because <laughs> i love that fic so much and to it's know that fantastic. it was for me and that she had been writing it for me all along like i want yeah. to write it right now <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> i love that um, the community is so great like well, and I- she
1: she wrote it she said because of the the fic that i was just talking about called Secondhand. With Ray and the Knights of Ren. Yeah, yeah. That's that
0: was one of the ones that got me heavily into wanting to read more about Ray and the Knights of Wren. Because yeah, she she wrote them expertly. I love that they each have their own personality and ah, uh, so good. Yes. <laughs> um fantastic. <laughs> this is what writing. I mean. She's a genius. Like, yeah. she's
1: incredible. I, um, I can't, there aren't there aren't even words for the admiration that I have for her. Like
0: And I think I've read a couple of her other ones too, but that's the one, the main one that sticks out is like the one where I was like, ah, yeah, that's.
1: Oh, it's like a a a masterpiece. It's her masterpiece. It really is. Like, yeah, so much work into it. It took her over a year to finish it, and like, yeah, just the amount of work that went into it, I, I can't, I I can't even comprehend.
0: (laughs) It's really, really good. Um, so kind of backtracking a little bit, you were talking Mm. about, um, that you you are you grew up as a neurodivergent child correct is that what you're saying yes um do you do you find that um any of your fix do they reflect any of your like me upbringings or like things that you struggle with or are trying to work through as an adult because i find like in these conversations a lot of people do have fixed where they're like, and I wrote this one when I was trying to figure out how to talk to my husband about X, Y, and Z. And I have this one. And it's like, that's so cool that, that you guys use you know, these stories as ways to tell your stories or like workout issues or you know things that you might be having. So do you find, has that been something that you've done as well?
1: Yes. So I have kind of different modes that I use when I'm writing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Sometimes I'm just like, I want to make the most beautiful fucking thing that anybody has ever read in their entire lives. <laughs> like, that's my goal. And other times I want to inject some truth. Mm-hmm. That's sort of like a different gear for me. And my fixed shadow is that. Like, it is me... Expressing a point of view and an experience that I have had in life. Mm-hmm. And I'm always really having it up is an act of bravery for me because like I'm always really scared that people will find me inside of that fic. Mm-hmm. But it's it's out there anyway. I can't I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a Halloween fic, it's a ghost story. Um I wrote it for Halloween like last year. Mm-hmm. And um, it inspired another writer that I'm really uh, that I'm really close to and that I really love, um, Zabeda on uh, Ao3, um, also known as Elder Raylo on Raylo Twitter. Um, she wrote a companion piece to it. So Shadow is told from the perspective of an OC. Again, mm-hmm. I love I love my OCs. Yeah. Most people in Raylo don't, but I do. <laughs> and um, she is a recruit who lives on the resistance base. Um, she has a deformity, and so she was abandoned at birth to die um mm-hmm. because of her deformity, like because her community thought she was like monstrous, but she was um found. And taken in by a different race that lived on her planet. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't have the same like cultural ideas, so they didn't see her deformity as something that like cursed her family, basically. So she, you know, she has this life, and then she she goes to Batu, and at, on Batu, she joins as an adult. And after sort of an uneventful childhood, but she finds that her deformity really affects her life and it really alienates her from other people. And she has this very profound loneliness and she tries to deal with her loneliness in lots of different ways. Um, and she, because she, uh, because of her life experiences, she can sort of see things that other people don't see. mm-hmm. And she, like, not even Force users. Like, she's technically not, like, a Jedi or a Force user, but she just sort of has other mystical powers. And, because it's a magical world, and I said so. And <laughs> <laughs> um, she, Ben has defected from the First Order in this, in this story. And so he's living on the Resistance base. And everybody is kind of, like, iffy on whether they trust him or not like ray and leia are all in but like everybody else is like "Mm." and so he kind of sneaks around the base at night so he's alone a lot and isolated um Mm -hmm. and she tells him that he has a ghost that there's a ghost that is tied to him and that follows him around everywhere And she Mm -hmm. helps him to figure, she doesn't know, she doesn't recognize the person that's following him. Okay. But he knows who, like, when she describes who it is, he knows exactly who it is. And the end of the fic is them working to free this ghost and let them pass on into the afterlife. Wow, <laughs> so there's a so lot good. going on. <laughs> it's just a one shot. It's not even that long. But so I I wrote that fic from the perspective of Shadow, who's my OC, mm-hmm. and um, Zebeta wrote the fic from the perspective of Ray. So what it's like, like living on the base with Ben, and what it's like you know, being one of the only people who trusts him after his defection mm-hmm. and um and what it's like what witnessing him trying to work through this haunting and trying to release this ghost. Mm. Oh my God. Okay, you definitely
0: hooked me and I <laughs> <laughs> I also opened that one so it's gonna go to my history. Um <laughs> That's so cool, I oh my gosh, I'm so fascinated by this like again, I haven't talked to anyone that does you know other character pairings before, so or like even like interactions, I don't read a lot of o c in Star Wars, so yeah. I'm fascinated to see how you in particular um sort of how you do that that's so yeah. cool <laughs> um, <laughs> so another another thing that I like to ask um and this is leaning more towards like the, the smutty side of, of, fan fiction um, because a lot of people have their reasons for why they like to write smut and like <laughs> what smut means to them and, and, and all that stuff. So is there, is there any particular reason why you like to write, like, I guess the, the explicit fix that you write and, and if so, like, w- <laughs> like why? <laughs> because ah. i'm i'm all like i i read mostly explicit and so for mm-hmm. me because i don't judge like i don't like to i don't judge and cake you anyone's writing or anything like that and then when stuff comes up i'm always like whoa i'm wondering if that's like an actual interest like is this a thing that you like to do or uh are you <laughs> are you writing it because you know female gaze is more like we need more of that um yeah, and the conversations have been very, very broad and vast. <laughs> and I, I've learned a lot about a lot of people. So
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, I love writing the female gaze and I love just telling the truth. Like mm-hmm. I find that it's difficult to find sources that tell the truth about what sex is like
0: mm-hmm. in
1: writing. And so that's what I like. That's what I like to show. And also, um, I like to um, explore how physical intimacy um, affects the characters and mm-hmm. ha- like what it means to them to be intimate and to give pleasure and receive pleasure. Like, cause I think that's a really great way of characterizing, um, you know, like I have, I wrote like the meanest hand job in the history of the world, mm-hmm. like in the, in the stone and the seed. Um Yeah, Ray is just like, she's just feral and like mean, you know? And it's like, okay, so you know, Ray is there with Ben in his bedroom and he's vulnerable and soft and she's feral and mean. So it's basically just like, you know, a force bond, one of the early force bond scenes from The Last Jedi where she's like yelling at him and trying to shoot him and he's just like, oh, what's happening? Like, Uh what is this? (laughs) But it's With a Mm (laughs) handjob, you know, and and I also wanted to put a lot of queer sex in there because I feel like it demystifies it. And I Mm. and, you know, like Glitter Bomb is just like a bunch of three ways. And I just I loved exploring the characters and portraying them as being really open to sex and having it's, it's a fantasy, right? It's like, right. There's no hangups, you know, nobody's like nervous about their body. Nobody is, is uh, worried about like, Oh you know like if I have a same sex Encounter like what does that mean about me Mm. You know Mm -hmm. it was a nice way of Sort of exploring that fantasy too Because like that's the world that I want to live in Like I want to live in a world where people No matter what their label is if they're attracted To someone they can just kiss that person Or they can experience Mm. like physical Or sexual intimacy and it doesn't have to mean Anything beyond the encounter And you know and like consent Is really like enthusiastic And open and you know Like I mean it it can be very very, I really admire authors who explore more tension in their in their sex, and who mm-hmm. explore like more negative feelings. And it's not to say that there's not a place for that because I will I read that for sure, yeah. And I can find it very sexy when people play around with consent and mm-hmm. dread and danger, like with sexuality. But for me, I when I'm writing I write it to be fun and because that's what I'm there for I'm there for fun
0: yeah so the the queerness in fanfic is actually a good conversation that I think would be beneficial to have because uh I'm also a queer person but uh I I don't think I've maybe because I'm not actively seeking out the ships but um like within the Rayla fix that I read, the majority of the queer characters come from when it's Finn and um, Poe, or like mm-hmm. um, sometimes it's Ray and, and another another female character at some point. But um, you're right; they uh, there hasn't been at least in my experience with reading. A lot of fix where it's just like, yeah, I just I like everybody, or like <laughs> I, yeah. I I want to fuck this person, but I also want to fuck this this person too. Um, it, it's always been uh the core like ships in the fandom, but uh, no further outside exploration. So I think that's really cool that that's something that you're interested in doing, and you've done it <clears throat> across the board in your fix. Um, because. Yeah, like I just, it, it, you would think that in, in a PP movie, <laughs> it's just like <laughs> we get all, you know, inner species, inner, I guess if we're talking fan fiction, it's, it's people, but like more uh, interracial or, you know, relationships and, and more, more <laughs> like queer romances, because it's like, galaxy is large and I I'm, I'm pretty sure like outside of wars people are having fun so like why why isn't it in our in, in the writing but um, that's really cool and I, I'm gonna check out some of your some of your queer writings too because I I have not touched upon like a lot of queer um, fan fiction yet and that's just that's definitely my fault because I haven't really looked for it but um. well there's a
1: there's a whole <laughs> there's a whole um, collection of queer Relo fics. Okay, and um, my Fick glitter bomb is in that collection. So okay. if you go to that Fick and then you click on like the collections link, whatever, it'll just take you there, and you can just bookmark it or whatever, and awesome. you can like peruse it and see what other, like there are so many queer Raylow stories that I love. Like, um, there's this really great one. Um, oh my gosh, I'm completely, um, oh the pleasure, the privilege. It's T rated. There's no sex in it, but in it, Ray is a trans girl Mm -hmm. and Ben is a cis man who sort of has this crush on her and they have this sort of casual connection, you know, where they're sort of like feeling it out of like whether they're going to become romantically involved. Mm -hmm. And he teaches Ray how to shoplift because she doesn't have any way of getting makeup and other gender affirming things so he literally like the fic is just literally ben taking ray to a cvs and teaching her how to be how to shoplift makeup <laughs> that's so cool and it's wonderful or like there's thanks for the feedback which is like the ultimate like royalty in a queer which is where ben is a performance artist and he's just like he's totally Pam like he he has sexual encounters with people of all all across the gender spectrum and he is because he's a performance artist um he makes these cards so that people can give their feedback on their sexual encounters with him mm. and like you know it's like did, is this your first time having sex with Ben solo would you have sex with Ben solo again <laughs> did you come Like it's, <laughs> And you, there's actually scans of the cards like in the fix. So you can, and everyone, oh, cool. has different, everyone has different handwriting and people make do silly. Some people do silly drawings and all of the characters have development. Like you see them like finding love and like having different relationships with each other. And you see Ben sort of trying to figure out himself and, and how to navigate intimacy. And it's just, it's like amazing, it's by Antlers Islanders and it's yeah. incredible. Like, it is my favorite by Polly Rafe uh, Raylofic, probably. Like, that is my favorite modern AU one and my favorite Cannaverse one is Wanted Deadly Things okay like and yeah i mean when <laughs> quam, quam gifted wanted deadly things to me she said she was like i knew this poly by couldn't belong to anyone but you <laughs> and i was like it's true i do love a poly mess.
0: yeah <laughs> i mean, I, mean like,
1: I had like like you were talking about you know the the star wars taking place in another galaxy where like the possibilities are wide open and it's i'm just thinking like to me, honestly, like every Star Wars character is bi. Like Han and Leia, like I call them by cons. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're so obviously bi to me, you know? And like to me, Ben is bi, Ray is bi, like Pan, you know, like it just seems so obvious to me. Yeah, it it was
0: more so for me and Ray. I th- well, I guess maybe if I apply the same logic to Finn and um kylo too would be the the same thing but like i immediately clocked ray as queer because <laughs> i'm like she she doesn't know a lot of things like she hasn't had a chance to explore and she's got like this guy grabbing her hand and then like this guy go to her jeans but then like she she's she's meeting her other girls for the first time like outside of jakku so i'm just like she could she could potentially be a queer character and get the chance to explore it, but they would never do that because why would they? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, I
1: always, uh, yeah, I always write Ray as like down to eat pussy. <laughs> like, I, I love favorite. that. Yeah, <laughs> and it makes sense.
0: It really does make sense, and I and I would say the same for Kylo too. Who's you know?
1: I even I wrote that in <laughs> canon verse. Like I wrote a three way with them and a sex worker in canon verse.
0: Nice. i love that (laughs) look now you're gonna make me go through like your entire like (laughs) backlog of fix and just read all of it yeah that also
1: got it also got put in hidden gems i have seven fix in hidden gems
0: that's awesome i didn't even know that was a thing that that existed in the Raylo. Community. Oh, you don't I know haven't... how
1: hit, how hidden gems work. Mm-mm. So the idea behind hidden gems is that there's a certain threshold of kudos, and if a fic is under that threshold, but people feel that it has is of good quality they can nominate it so what you like it's a it's a discord server and so people go into the discord server and they'll nominate a fic as long as it fits the criteria and then their nomination has to get seconded so like people will vote in the server as to whether they think it deserves to be added to the collection and it has to get a certain number of votes and you can't vote if you were the author or the beta of the fic Okay. Um, it has to be people who are sort of like not affiliated with the fic. So, um, yeah. So I have seven of those. That's
0: awesome. Do you find that those Discord spaces on maybe even Raylo Twitter um, are beneficial to you as a writer? Because I know like some people um, do, like, I-, I had some people who were a part of the, the writing den at some point and mm-hmm. all these other things. Do you utilize those spaces as well? Or do you tend to just like stick to your? <laughs> stuck in your own little corner
1: <laughs> yeah i mean for discord i kind of have carved out my own little niche like i actually started my own server oh cool um because it got kind of sticky like especially being involved with pink milk and stuff like i didn't want to like accidentally be promoting stuff just because i was excited about it when it like wasn't the right place to mm-hmm. out. you know what i mean yeah so i just started my own discord server so I have that, which is just like me and like a small handful of of friends and people that I trust. Um okay. and then I am involved with the Raylo Creatives server, and um, yeah, that's about it. And the Sinner Sanctum for dark fic because I do love me some dark fic. Do you write any dark fic, or have you? I feel like I. <sighs> okay, here's the thing: I don't write anything you would really brand as dark fic but I do talk about dark subjects I I do I, I don't write anything that's really like like I mean I'm not gonna be like dethroning like Amy anytime soon let's put it that way mm-hmm. <laughs> but like um I mean my fics have tackled some pretty dark subject matter like like gotta gotta find that piece. like it's 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 pretty like ben is pretty self-loathing um -hmm. you know i have another whip that i haven't published any of yet where he's very like suicidal Mm -hmm. um and you know and in shadow as well like there's you know themes of like suicide and self-harm and um i wrote a fic where ben and ray have a baby that passes away at birth okay um and yeah, so like in that sense, I I explore dark themes, but I don't I I don't write like the kind of stuff that's like really sort of titillating. You know, yeah, like like what a lot of people think of when they think dark fic. Um, it's it's not really sort of on brand because I I don't. I don't follow the formula. It's not to not to imply that like what's considered dark fic is like f- inherently formulaic and like boring and people who turn mm. it out are, are not talented because mm-hmm. that's absolutely not the case whatsoever. It's just yeah, like you understand what I'm trying to say. Like, Dark yeah. Fig is kind of a brand, and what I do just doesn't kind of fit the brand. That's
0: it. Yeah, I've had that same conversation with someone else on another episode, too, or they were just like, yeah, I, I tend to tackle, dark like, heavy themes that are tagged as dark because of the, the content, mm-hmm. but it's not like... um uh underage or like Mm -hmm. non-con and all that stuff which is like yeah like when you think dark fic you think of more so like that kind of side of it so yeah i totally get it yeah um that's that's just not something you would be interested in writing is basically what you're saying right exactly okay but you read it
1: oh 100% of it (laughs) it. yes some of my favorites yes
0: yeah yes. I, that's kind of like how i am too like again i read i'll read pretty much anything once or twice you know like because same here whenever i oh, find oh go ahead
1: <laughs> my favorites are like the weird fix like the pickle one and like yeah like... i don't know what this pickle one is <laughs> 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 oh so ben is like literally a pickle and ray fucks him back to like, oh it's a trust <laughs> fix oh yeah i know like ben the one where ben is a wear slug the salad bar one by ben solo hands like all of those like i those are some of my favorites and they're just they're so they're so precious to me like i love them if you go to my twitter my pinned post is actually a thread that's kind of tongue-in-cheek called ruined by raylo because the whole point of the thread is to have fix where it's like different things from the world, like people, places, objects that are made Raylo. Okay. So, like, there's the Mars. <laughs> there's the famous fic that's written about the Mars rover, or there's the one where um, Ray fucks the sun, like the actual literal sun. Whoa! In the sky. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There's the one where Ben is a wear slug. There's the one where. Ben puts Hawaiian pizza on his dick. Like, there's, like... <laughs> I love weird real effects, basically. That is so fun. They're wonderful. And I, I think that in a way, they're kind of like the epitome. Like, you know how, like, if you ask, like, an actual real serious musician, and they'll tell you that, like, Weird Al is, like, one of the best musicians ever.
0: Mm-hmm. Because
1: it's, like, he can do, like, any style, and he plays so many different instruments, and he's so good at, like, mimicry and stuff. Yeah. Like, that's – and, like, but people – don't appreciate it because they just think of like oh like novelty whatever you know. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about weird railo fics. I'm like if you can read a, if you can write a fic where Ben is a wear slug, I'm like I'm in and i read the whole thing from beginning to end like you're a fucking genius (laughs) like i bought the fact that ben was a wear slug okay (laughs) that
0: That was (laughs) great and see i don't even like i as much as much as i'm in in the Raylo tag like the main one i have never seen any of these (laughs) and i just like (laughs) go to my twitter they're all there I'm missing out on some great
1: content. Uh, There's one where Raylo is buildings. It's literally two buildings. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> this one's then, like gritty. You know the
0: yeah the hockey mascot. <laughs> oh my gosh it's so cool um this community is great like yes. and i always this is what to... i love
1: because it's like people are playing with it they're having fun like that's what i want to see you know yeah i love it when creativity and whimsy and fun come together like that just yeah is just for sure things. and like the there's an author named ben solo hands who does almost exclusively crack she writes these great crack fix. And, yeah, her one about the salad bar and the one about the merman are, like, the best ones. Okay. I'll have to look these up.
0: Yeah. Because yeah. that's, again, like, I'll read anything. And, and I tend to find myself on these, like, I'll find one topic and then I'll just deep dive into finding more about that topic, <laughs> which is, like how I learned more about ABO because I was like, I found one Mm. and I was like, interesting. I need more. And then I found (laughs) more and I was like, I think a lot of
1: people have that experience with ABO.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, as a a complete newbie to it all too, I was just like, people thought of this like, because they're geniuses. Like it's so smart. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Um, Well, yeah, that's that eye-opening eye-opening so we're gonna go down uh, and just sort of start closing out here um with mm-hmm. the notes section which is kind of just where we talk about um if there's anything that you want to touch back on that we maybe briefly talked about or if there's something else maybe that you wanted to bring up on the pod that we didn't talk about this is kind of that space to do that
1: um yeah i don't have much to like plug i mean you know like read my fix please red rose white (laughs) tell me what you think leave comments you know what even if you want to be critical like i remember when i when i was posting sweetness i did it like chapter by chapter i hadn't written the whole thing before i started before i started posting it but Mm -hmm. i was like writing it in like a frenzy and and i i had some hostility in the comments because people didn't like the fact that i paired kylo up with this other rando girl mm-hmm. um you know so like i welcome that you know i welcome people who too challenge me and and especially because sometimes my writing can be kind of dreamlike and mm-hmm. people aren't clear on what i'm saying so i i always welcome the opportunity to like sort of re- sort of revise my writing if what i'm trying to say isn't clear um yeah so you know like Red, Rose, White, check me out. And um, also, you know, Pink Milk, obviously. Pink Milk After Dark, At uh, Serving Pink Milk, Pink Milk Podcast channel on YouTube. And lastly, I would like to shine a light on the Amadala Initiative. Check mm-hmm. them out. It's a fundraiser. You know, it's really important. Uh, it's gonna be. It's donating to Equality Texas um, for to help protect the rights of trans kids, and you know, obviously that's work that's gonna continue because it's so important. You can find them on Twitter at Amadella Helps and just in case this comes out after the
0: gofundme has ended mm-hmm. um i'll be sure to put any still relevant links uh down below to that because um i'm also taking part of that with a t-shirt in my shop but i and that's going to stay up as long as um Yay. we're able to, to donate um yes, and- i wish
1: you i wish you could ship to canada i understand that you don't know you i can, mean
0: but- I do uh people just, just people just DM me separately. I okay. don't have it on my website just because it's okay. hard to fact it's just hard to factor in shipping costs and I'd rather just like do it on a case by case basis. I <laughs> so I completely. do yeah, it's just like a matter of like, do you want to spend this money on shipping and I try to be like if you want to bundle stuff together, I can try to cheat the system a little bit and try to. Right. Hit- so, because like it's so sensitive to ship out of the U.S., so crazy. I know um. <laughs> i
1: bet it, It's wild these days. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and lastly, if you want to find me on Twitter and listen to more of my ramblings, you can find me at Hutslea, H-U-T-T-S-L-E-I-A. Ship who you want. All ships are valid.
0: Um. Great. And so before we close out, I usually like to ask, um, each guest. Uh, you can only name. You can only do. You can only name one thing. But what is your favorite thing about the fanfic community? Only <laughs> <all I> <laughs> one.
1: Um, my favorite thing about the fanfic community is the fact that people are so free. Like the creativity is just off the charts and people just like let their creativity off the leash and just, I mean, more art is always better. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like whatever people are contributing, I'm here for it. And it's always such a joy to see, you know, when people let their imaginations run wild and just create something. Cause it's like, you know, every fic that's written, every poem, every picture that's drawn like yesterday that didn't exist and now it does like being mm. able to make something from nothing is powerful and so i i wish people had more respect for that <laughs>
0: <laughs> no yeah I, I definitely agree i 100 and i always say like being able to read and accept and sort of uh yes. interact with people in the fanfic community it is just such a freeing thing for me because i'm like my brain is on this whole different level of, like people <laughs> that just can't comprehend like just maybe even just normal like <laughs> uh pleasure of women for example mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just like i don't know i i love being able to just like open a thing and be like yeah i could read this just fine and it doesn't bother me at all because i'm like open mind when there's a lot of people out there that don't have that uh capability That's really unfortunate yeah. um yeah. <laughs> uh Definitely. well you can find me on twitter at stitchcraft and instagram also same name the v uh, the f is a v um and if you would like to guess on the show reach out to geeky waffle network that's geeky underscore waffles on twitter um And I don't have the guest announcement for the next episode. Uh, We've been having really bad weather here in Washington. So um, I had to cancel a few because my power was going in and out. So uh, you'll know next episode who the guest is. (laughs) Surprise! (laughs) Surprise! (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. And thank you, Em, for being on the show. So nice to talk with you.
1: Thank you for having me. It's been an enormous pleasure. (laughs)
0: <laughs> um and if you do want to be on the show again um feel free to reach out i I want to have multiple guests on um i actually do want to have like a roundtable talk episode at some point too just because i think it'd be really cool to get a bunch of writers at one space and and talk but you know um, i'll come
1: for that i i never shut up
0: <laughs> cool i love when people i love when people can talk and i just don't really have to do anything but <laughs> Uh, Conversation was really easy with you, and I really liked that. So, thank you. Uh, Yeah. All right, guys. I will see you next episode. Bye.